Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to a mini-episode of Cinematic Universe, the podcast that's all about comic book movies, which you can find at cinematicmultiverse.com. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and first of all, Merry Christmas. I'll be bringing you a truncated version of the show to bridge the gap between our Constantine and Captain America The First Avenger episodes. I'll be giving you my reactions to the comics that Seb recommended on last week's podcast, which were both from Garth Ennis' Hellblazer. But before any of that, let's take a look at some of the comic book movie news that's broken over the past few weeks. So, first up is the news that Gotham City Sirens is moving ahead. Um, This is going to be a Harley Quinn-led movie that apparently has been spearheaded by Margot Robbie, who will also um, be working as a producer on the film. Um, David Ayer, the Suicide Squad director, is directing and producing the film. Uh, while Geneva robertson Dwaret is writing, um, I've probably butchered that name, but apparently she has also written the scripts for the upcoming Tomb Raider and Sherlock Holmes 3 movies. Um, now, the idea is for this film to showcase a bunch of the top female villains from the uh, from the Batman universe. Um, Catwoman and Poison Ivy are the two that have been directly referenced by um, David Ayer so far. Uh we're hearing that Suicide Squad 2 is still in development and it was dropped into the initial announcement of this that a Deadshot sp- dead spin spinoff is still is, is another consideration that DC have, although Will Smith has said that he would like to turn up in this Gotham City Sirens movie. So DC um, definitely moving ahead with this and um, it seems like a no-brainer. I would in fact think that they would be better to pursue this line and forget about Suicide Squad 2 altogether. Also in the DC Universe, the Batman solo movie has been confirmed for 2018. Uh, Ben Affleck is writing and directing that. Um, And we've been thinking this has been coming for a while. And uh, it seems like a no-brainer again for DC, given that Ben Affleck's Batman went down well, even if the reaction to Batman vs Superman wasn't as strong as they hoped. Um, And so if these are the two movies that uh, they're going to pin their hopes on post-Justice League, that makes a lot of sense. Um, we're also hearing now that Suis, um, that Justice League's Part Two is uh, less likely, and we're probably, well, it will probably it will arrive at some point, but we are probably going to see this uh, Batman movie before that. Um, a movie that has been uh, on the slate for quite a while is Aquaman for DC. Um, Patrick Wilson has been cast as Orm Marius, also the Ocean Master. Um, he's apparently Aquaman's half-brother. Now, I know nothing about Aquaman, um, so this doesn't really mean a lot to me, but it does continue the trend of 
every actor from Watchmen at some point showing up in this DC um, extended universe. So uh, Patrick Wilson, Night Owl, is the latest one to join there. Um, Some news on who is going to be showing up in Justice League. We've had confirmation that Lex Luthor will show up, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, and also Wonder Woman's Hippolyta, who is played by Connie Nielsen. Um, So it it looks like we'll get uh, a little smattering of cameos from the other DC movies turning up in Justice League. I'd be very surprised if we don't also get some Diane Lane, for example, and um, maybe some Lawrence Fishburne as well. Um, Over to Marvel now, and Spider-Man Homecoming has had a trailer since we last recorded. Um, That probably says a lot about how long it's been since our last episode. Um, Apologies for that, but a lot of things have got got in the way around the holidays. Um, But the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, we have actually broken down on our Captain America, the first Avenger episode. Seb James and I have all discussed that in detail, so you'll be able to hear what we thought of that on that episode. Um, and also a sequel has been announced for the Spider-Man Homecoming 2, well, for Spider-Man Homecoming 2, whatever that will end up being called, and that's going to be released in July 2019, if all goes according to plan. Um, some TV stuff now, two DC TV shows, um, just, just a couple of little notes. Um, Powerless, which is this sitcom which is set in the DC, in, in some kind of DC universe, uh, will now be taking place at a Wayne Enterprises company. And uh, that show is going to debut in the new year. And then um, a a DC show that is my personal favourite, The Flash. They're going to be getting a new member added to the main team. Uh, This is Gypsy from the comics, who again, I don't know an awful lot about. But people seem to be quite excited by the addition of the character. Um, It sounds like she might be a foil for um, Cisco, and she will be played by Jessica Camacho. So that's all of the comic book movie and TV news for this week. And we'll move on now to discussing the comics that James, in fact, no, Seb, recommended on our Constantine episode. So both of these comics are from Hellblazer. Um, They're both from the Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon run. Um, So we've got Dangerous Habits, um, which runs through issues 41 to 46. Um, And then we take a gap... Um, and then it's the Fear and Loathing run. I think I read a couple of issues just before Fear and Loathing, but that's it's probably a full volume. So that was issues 62 through to 67. Um, so we'll start off with Dangerous Habits, which was the one that um, felt like it was most uh, it was most the, it was the most inspiration for the Constantine movie. Um, obviously, this is now Constantine because we're talking comics. So. Uh, We'll stick with Constantine from, from now on in so I don't get confused. Um, now, this is a comic that starts off, uh, we find out that uh, John Constantine has contracted uh, lung cancer, very similar to the film, and he has to kind of deal with that and then basically goes off scrabbling around to try and see who can help him, what he can do to um, A, get into heaven, or B, get rid of the, uh, get rid of the lung cancer. And you basically see him begging to lots of people and then kind of accepting his fate and then going, wait, hang on a minute. What if I try something really audacious? Um, And then in the aftermath of that audacious event, him kind of grappling with whether it was the right thing to do after all. Um, Just, just a few details. I mean, this is, I've I've read quite a few Garth Ennis things now. Um, This is as good as anything of his that I've read. Um, 
I wouldn't say like it, it, his stuff is uh, entirely tailored to my tastes, but it's undeniably good whenever I whenever I read it. And Steve Dillon, again, probably not like naturally the style that I enjoy the most, but you can't help but appreciate some of the images that he does create. Um, so yeah, the the work that the, the two of those do um, across both of these arcs um, is fantastic. Um, John Constantine as a character, you really do get the sense it's. It's a lot of um, him kind of calling back to past events rather than doing it in the context of this story. But you really do get the sense of this being a, a guy who has screwed over a lot of people in his time that has really, um, really kind of uh, messed with his friends time and time again. And he's a person with a lot of skeletons in his closet and um, that the chickens are kind of coming home to roost um the fun the funny thing here is though it's not whereas in the movie um the keanu reeves character he we we just kind of accept that the devil is already pissed off with him uh whereas he does something specifically in this comic to piss off the devil um like after he's already contracted lung cancer which seems like a terrible decision um but he goes to visit a friend in ireland and this friend has found some kind of um uh, some kind of mystical thing that allows him to turn holy water into Guinness. Um, and so the sit two of them sit and get really drunk. And then Constantine tells him that he's dying. And he says, Oh mate, I am, I'm dying too. In fact, I'm probably going to go tonight. Um, and this guy, it turns out has made a deal with the devil. Um, that if he dies before midnight, um, when he dies, if the devil claims his soul before midnight on that day, he gets to keep it. Otherwise he doesn't. Um, and so he tries to trick the devil and drinks him in, by drinking himself to death and dying just before midnight. So the guy dies just before midnight and the devil turns up and Constantine thinks, well, I can't let my friend's soul just be taken by the devil. So he tricks him into having a drink, um, a drink of the Guinness. And so he drinks the Guinness, which is obviously actually holy water and the devil kind of explodes because he's just drunk um, holy water and it's humiliating and it's very painful for him. And that's the thing that pisses off the devil. So the devil is then basically like when Constantine dies, when Constantine dies, he's going to come and absolutely uh, make it as painful and as unpleasant as possible. And he's going to take him to hell. And in fact, it's something about um, by right of insult, the devil now has the... Um, has the right to claim Constantine's soul for himself. Um, which plays into the stuff at the end, because Constantine then decides... Apparently there are three devils. Um, I think this might be something along the lines of what Seb was trying to explain on the last podcast. Um, but there are three de there are three devils, and um, Constantine makes a deal with each of them so they can all take his soul. Um, he then slits his wrist, and all three devils turn up, and they realise that they've all been tricked by Constantine, and he um, he's made a deal by, with all of them, essentially. So they all have a claim on his soul, except he only has one soul. So, um... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. He's, he's basically forced them, forced these three terrifying demons, devils, um, into a place where the only way they can, um, they can uh, actually achieve what they said they were going to do, uh, which is for all of them to kind of have a claim on his soul, is to let him live. Because if he dies and one of them takes the soul, the other two will have been slighted, and there will be some kind of like um, war in hell between the uh, between the three of them. So they let him live, and then they kind of resolve to try and figure out how they can get out of this. Maybe they can find a loophole before Constantine dies the next time. Except it also means um, who um, Constantine flips him the bird when he comes back to life. Um, after the and to be fair, they make it very gruesome and grisly and painful when they rip his lungs out and rebuild them within his body. Um, so he is made to suffer for this. Um, but Constantine flips him the bird and then realizes that he's got to spend the rest of his life with the three most powerful entities in hell, all having it out for him, and that he thinks that. By the time he dies again, they will have figured out a way out of it. Um, and so he's basically damned himself to hell with one of them able to claim his soul. Um, but that's not something he has to worry about right now. Um, and we we had the discussion on the podcast. I was saying that I didn't really hate what had happened uh, in the movie so much in, in regards to how Constantine got out of his deal with the devil or managed to get the, the devil to save him. Um, and the devil then... Uh, having his last laugh by stopping Constantine getting into heaven. Um, having said that, this does work a lot better. Um, I'm not sure they could have done this in the movie, to be fair, but it, it does work um, on the page and um, it, it works better than the movie does. I, I like Constantine's uh, Constantine having a lot more agency here in the comic um, and kind of realising that maybe saving himself has made things worse for himself in the long run. Um, there's also some really like strong uh, character beats with the with the characters that Constantine uh, interacts with. Like he is a loner, but he bumps into different people um, at different times, and he has a really uh, sweet relationship with this guy who is um, a terminal patient in hospital. Um, there is also uh, a woman called Kit, who is the um, ex girlfriend, maybe ex wife of the um, the Irish guy who who dies drinking Guinness. Um, who then becomes important um, in the Fear and Loathing arc. So obviously in between, this ends with issue 46, and then I started reading again with issue 62 for Seb's second recommendation. And at this point, Kit and Constantine have got together. And we basically get to see 
Constantine over the course of the the issues go from probably the happiest he's ever been to his lowest point um and it's uh it's a it, it becomes really dark i think the first two issues are not officially part of the fear and loathing arc and then the F- fear and loathing is the is the the following four um so we start off with him kind of he's with kit he's happy everything's going well um he um celebrates his 40th birthday party and a load of um other kind of uh uh the dc characters that fit into his kind of realm turn up so there's uh swamp thing for example at one point and zatanna who is the magician character from batman um who i'm actually very interested in that character after reading um after reading oh and after watching batman the animated series and then finding out that paul dini had written that character for quite a while in the comics um so that's something i'm keen on reading maybe i can try and give seven james an excuse to recommend that for me for a for a future podcast um but yeah so the first the first couple of issues are very light-hearted and you see constantine kind of happy um and in a good place in his life and then the following four kind of strip everything down and take it away um and that's all that's always interesting to do if you're if you are examining a character if you are trying to um really get into what makes a character tick then you know seeing him at his highest and his lowest is uh, is a good way to do that um we i mean that that that's what happens in born again in daredevil um except i think this is this is slightly more interesting because i think the fall is more interesting than the rise and born again does the fall a lot faster than it does the rise um this is all fall over these next four issues um it's tied into things with the national front and um racism and um some really gnarly upsetting stuff with violence against black people um and uh abuse and a whole and a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of um throwback british politics but not really throwback enough considering what's um happened i mean across the world in the past 12 months and um it made for really difficult reading um there is uh one particularly upsetting uh murder in in the course of these comics um and so it turns out that the 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 reason that the national front ends up tying into hellblazer is that the um angel gabriel um has is being kind of uh seduced by the national front who kind of want him on their side um and constantine comes onto their comes onto their radar because constantine has made um he's made gabriel kind of uh uh, doubt himself and doubt that the father that god still loves him and still trusts him um and it turns out uh, when you get to the end of this run that that kind of stuff the the stuff with gabriel is part of a long game from constantine that's part of something he's actually been planning to try and do um to really get into gabriel's head and to um and basically he wants gabriel to become a fallen angel he wants him to um commit an act that will cause him to fall um which kind of also this that's probably the thing from this arc that ties slightly into the movie as well um in that we see gabriel fall in the um in the movie uh but it's it's this messing with gabriel that causes uh, the national front to get his attention because they don't want gabriel being messed with because they want him uh they want certain things from him um and so they attack kit 
Um, I, it's, it's again a really unpleasant sequence where you think I was really worried I was witnessing a fridging um, that doesn't happen and um, Kit's actually a really great character she's really fun um, so they they do well to avoid that um, but yeah so you get Kit gets attacked and that ultimately leads to the breakup of her relationship with Hellblazer uh, the murder is um, that I mentioned before is something else that uh, will weigh heavily on Constantine's conscience because ultimately it's his actions that have led to this, um, even though it has you know come about from a uh, from a racist organization uh, beating and killing him, um, and ultimately, although he does kind of achieve what he wants to achieve with Gabriel, he loses so much because of it, and it's interesting to to see. To, to view the Constantine character as that happens um, and also kind of see him as the architect of his own downfall. Um, so, yeah, uh, really fascinating. I think I maybe... I liked the cleverness of Dangerous Habits. I liked the way that Dangerous Habits all came together. Um, and while Fear and Loathing is a much tougher read, I think, um, I think it was the one that got its claws into me a little bit more. Um, but basically, I, I really, really enjoyed both of these and I would be keen to read more Constantine and maybe uh, maybe more of Garth Ennis' stuff, but maybe maybe look at some of the, the other stuff that was done there as well. Um, and I can understand why this is a character that people are drawn to and enjoy. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, Hellblazer from Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon. Um, and that's it for this week's show. Um, don't forget that the next episode is on Captain America, the first Avenger. Like I said, we've already pre-recorded that. We've done a lot of recording. We just haven't done a lot of editing and releasing of podcasts. Um, that's on me. So you'll be able to listen to this one. We'll get the Captain America podcast out as it probably won't be a full week. It'll be as soon as possible after that. And we've also recorded our end of 2016 award show special, which is um, a two-parter as it was last year. We've handed out awards to a bunch of the films from 2016 that we, that we covered on the podcast in 2016. Um, and that, that was uh, really fun to record. So I'm hoping that you'll, uh, you'll enjoy listening to it just as much. Um, but if you are enjoying the show, then please do subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM or your podcast app of choice. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cinematic universe. You can find more episodes of the show at cinematicmultiverse.com. And you can get in touch via Facebook, on Twitter, at CU underscore podcast. Or send us an email to cinematicuniversepod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.